Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Heart Speak with your host, Naomi Hori. Speaker, healer, intuitive, and teacher Naomi Hori is here to provide conversations featuring experts from all ranges of specialties, including heart based poet, spiritual teachers, and many others. So sit back and get ready to be inspired. Please welcome the host of Heart Speak, Naomi Hori. This is Heart Speak with Naomi Hari, and I'm your host, Naomi. We're live from Bold Brave TV Network, and I'm very excited to have a conversation with Guy Prada, who is a, uh, an incredible dance educator and dancer specializing in Brazilian Zouk. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, everybody. Hi, Naomi. <laughs> Hi, Guy. Um, Hi. I, I want to ask you more about Zoog itself, but first I want mm-hmm. to ask you, how did you get on this journey of being a dance educator and a dancer? I know you used to work as a lawyer and have other mm-hmm. experiences. So how did you get on this path? Yeah, so I started dancing a little bit before I started law school. So I was in my first year of high school when I discovered about partner dancing, actually. Um, I watched the movie, Shall We Dance? And, and that was, it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to do that. So I looked it up in Brazil and I found actually the Brazilian dances. Uh, and in 2006, I really started. And then I started law school in 2007. So I learned both at the same time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a journey, a combined journey of knowing law and knowing, and knowing how to dance, part dance. <clears throat> and the journey as an instructor, you started in, started five years ago, actually, uh, more or less five years ago, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, when I 
was invited to start teaching uh, here in the United States. So that was when I started my, my journey as an instructor. It was not something that was planned. It was really um, the alignment of all the good conditions for me to, to start teaching. That's, that's beautiful. I know that's part of your path. And could you tell us a little bit about what Zook is? Yeah, so Zook, actually more precisely, Brazilian Zook uh, is, a, is a partner dance that comes from Brazil and it was developed in Brazil, which is, it comes from the, another Brazilian dance called Lambada. And then we had Lambada for those watching that ever seen they remember Lambada, there was a thing back in the 90s. Um, Lambada as a, as a dance and as a music style sort of like faded out a little bit uh, in, the, in the 90s. And the Lambada dancers kept dancing, of course, but then we changed the music. Uh, so we were still dancing Lambada to a music style called Zouk that comes from the Caribbean. And then slowly the dance the dance developed and changed to what we call brazilian zouk uh, which is like nah, basically a brazilian partner a brazilian partner dance that drinks from a very similar fountain that all the most of other brazilian partner dances drink from and so it's like a very it's a very very particular dance very characteristic of the brazilian dances when someone first is learning Zouk, what do you mm -hmm. start with? What are the basics that you start with when you're teaching someone Zouk? Yeah. <laughs> so when somebody first starts learning Brazilian Zouk, the first thing we introduce to them is the, is the rhythm, is the beat, yeah? like the, the rhythm that they will, they will dance to. And the Brazilian Zouk rhythm, the Brazilian Zouk steps is a combination of three steps and they are uh, on the now you dance on the spot in the same place that you are and you have like a basic that is a back and forward basic uh that is our we call the basic step now we call our, our first basic basic step or the basic or in portuguese passo basico where is our very first thing after we do the basic on the spot yeah that's how that's how we begin we show the rhythm and then we Get people moving. Nice. I like how in your uh, zoo classes you even go as far as not just the steps and the technique, but breaking down the musicality and the structure of zook songs. Uh, songs. What makes a song a, a zook song or suitable for zook dancing? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a complicated question. question. That's a complicated question because there is so much discussion about that. What is a Zook song? What, is a, what, what makes a song Zook music? Man? So technically, we have actual Zook music, which is the music from the Caribbean islands and from the French Caribbean islands uh, like Martinique and Guadeloupe, San Lucia which it's a particular style from that part of the world that has a beat similar to the beat of uh, Kizomba music for, for 
for example. Eh? And then we have the variations of Zouk music from Africa with, with uh, Cabo Love, Cabo, uh, Cabo Zouk, Ghetto Zouk, which are the Zouk music developed in Cape Verde. Eh? And then, like I said, Kizomba, which is uh, not Zouk music, but has a similar beat. So what makes a song Zouk or makes a song uh, available, like the, a song that is possible for you to dance Brazilian Zouk to it, it is if you can find the Zouk beat, which is, <laughs> I don't know music theory, I'm not a musician, yeah, but they say music in 4-4, uh, but it has like a, a, a beat that when we, when we say the, no, the noises of it, we say boom, chick, chick, boom, chick, chick, or boom. If you can find that structure in music, you can dance Brazilian Zouk to it. So nowadays, actually, most of the music is what we call Zoukable because you find that beat either right there in front of you or you find it what we call the phantom beat where you cannot hear it but you can still notice it in the song. So a lot of the songs, if you go on Spotify and like Brazilian Zouk playlists, you're gonna find a really wide variety of music to dance Brazilian Zouk to. So that's one of the reasons why I think Brazilian Zouk is getting so popular uh, in the US and around the world too. What is one of your favorite songs you like to Zouk to? Oh, I really love the traditional stuff. I love it so much. So in particular, the, the music from Cape Verde. Uh, Ghetto Zouk music is my favorite stuff to dance to. The older ones, yeah, the ones from the, the early 2000s, 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, all of that, that songs from that time, oof, I, I love it. That's lovely, Guy. Um, I think it's time to go to a break, but when we get back, we're going to hear from Guy more about how Brazilian Zouk evolved um, and, and oh, survived. <laughs> so nice. uh, we'll join you in a little bit. Thank you. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brain Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coach to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth, published by iUniverse. 
Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're back live from Bold Brave TV Network. This is Heart Speak with Naomi Hari, and I'm your guest, Naomi. Could you tell us more about the history and the evolution of Brazilian Zouk? Yeah, so Brazilian Zouk uh, is a very new dance, actually. It's a very new partner dance. Um, it's very hard to precise the day in which it was sort of invented. <laughs> well, Brazilian Zouk, um, like I was saying previously, it comes from uh, the dance Lomada. Yeah? And what what happened is it was a more more or less organic change to lambada because lambada in general used to be danced to faster songs faster music and zook music started to get slower it also had like it's slower there's slower variations of it so people start to modify the dance to dance to slower songs and smaller spaces as well so for example in rio I'm from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, and the place in Rio, we used to have some big, big venues to dance to. And a lot of these venues closed, and we were dancing in smaller places. And then smaller places, the change in the venue also pushed for a change in the dance because we could not do the steps and the move the same way we were doing before. We needed to adapt to the space that we had. And Zouk, but people normally say that Brazilian Zouk started to acquire the face and the shape that it has today in the late 90s. It's because of an effort to, to make Lombarda more accessible. Lombarda was really fast, like I was saying. Eh? So because of that speed, uh, the classes would start very full and almost later the class was gone because people could not keep up with the speed of the song at least the people that were in class so there was an effort of let's modify the dance to make it more accessible to everyone and in that modification they started to introduce elements of other brazilian partner dances that were more um that, were, that people were more familiar with and in that process of adding elements of the other Brazilian dances, including elements of solo dance, like modern dancing, contemporary, the dance modified itself so much that it was it doesn't it didn't look like lombada anymore. It, it I mean, kept the elements, the basic, the core of it, but the movements and the speed and how it how it would go changed to the point that they started to call it by, they started to refer to a different dance, which is acquired the name Brazilian Zouk. So that was like late, late 90s. I'm 33 years old, so I'm older than Brazilian Zouk. Brazilian Zouk is a, is a sort of a young dance and it's still developing. Every day it develops and changes. Yeah, so the evolution of the dance 
it's very much guided by the dancers themselves. The dancers come up with new ideas and new moves and new mechanics. And that, especially the more professional ones, yeah, the, the references. So that ends up pulling the entire dance community to also make modifications <laughs> to the dance. And that, that has been like the process so far. It's still going, it's still, it's still a process of evolution. Things are, things change over time with Brazilian Zouk quite quickly, actually. When you talk about that accessibility, I, one of the things I love about Zouk is there are people of all ages, all dance levels, um, all different gender orientations, people just dancing yeah. with each other's leads and follows. And you do such a good job of fostering that kind of environment. How do you do that? Oh, that was a challenge for me, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Because when I, when I started dancing, it was very clear that uh, the leader and the follower role in the dance, they were very much also related to the, the gender. Now, women would follow and men would, would, would lead. So even the way that we would talk about leader and follower would say he or she. And, and over time, we, we started to modify even the language, even the way that we approach uh the the dance roles to be more welcoming to everyone yeah. that in in terms of like embracing uh embracing different different genders embracing those who wanted to lead and and follow regardless of their gender or orientation yeah. so that 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 for me was was somewhat of a mindful um, I'm mind, I, I, I needed to be very intentional about it because I was in an autopilot. I would say follower as a she or leader as a he. So I needed to modify the language and through the modification of the language, I also changed the mindset. So nowadays for me, it doesn't matter who leads and followers in terms of their their gender, you know, like what matters for me is that people learn how to dance in whatever role they want to start with, or if they want to learn both roles at the same time, good to go as well. And yeah. in terms of the ages, I learned how to dance with, with people that were a lot older than me. When I started, I was 17 and I was in class with people of 80, 90, 70, 60 years old. Uh, that not only modified the dance, but also was an amazing experience for me because I was able to connect with with folks that had a lot more experience than me. So I was able to share, I was able to listen and learn a lot just to just by being around them. And in Zouk, the dance is still evolving more and more and more. And one of the, 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 the things that I wish and great segment of the professionals also wish is that we make the dance more accessible to more to a wider age range. And in order to do that, we also need we really need to take a look at the movements yeah, and how we lead and how we follow and what are the techniques that we use yeah, to make it uh, safer, easier, yeah, and therefore more accessible. So that 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 has been a, a conscious effort, uh, at least in 
in my part and the part of some of our some of my peers. Yeah. Beautiful. <clears throat> Thank you, Guy. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how you teach Zook as a tool of connection. Oh, cool. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them often in a single session like it was almost instant like i had relief right away creating better health relationships careers and finances let shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness definitely something's happening uh it's like a, a flow inside you know, it feels good whether in person or online shiraz provides personal coaching belief shifting visit shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike Blindsperth was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with the daughter and helped her find in her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for the Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the B. BBM Global Network. We're back live from Bold Brave TV Network. This is Art Speak with Naomi Hari, and I'm your host, Naomi. Guy, so one of the things that fascinates me about your teachings is how you have a spiritual and philosophical foundation of what you do, and that includes teaching connection through Zook, and, uh, and you even had a workshop called Universe of the Hug. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, yeah. So this is, a, this is sort of a, of a large topic. I'll try to condense them into like in a, in a very, in a summarized way. Um, the way that I learned how to partner dance was had a lot of the elements of the human interaction associated with it. We would learn the technique, we'd learn the, where the step goes and the mechanics of the body associated a lot with the human interaction because the part, part, partner dancing at the end of the day, in, at least in my understanding, it's uh, at least the Brazilian ones, the Brazilian partner dances, they were created and developed in the streets as a social, as a social activity. And uh, like the thing that you do to be around other people that share the share a common passion with you. And when I arrived here in the US, even even before that, I realized that over time the dance 
it started to the way that people learn how to dance it started to separate the technical component of it to the connecting the connection component of it and the word connection is so broad that in order to bring more of a clarity around what that means i try i started to associate connection with the human interaction with the with the aspects that you are dancing partner you are partner dancing with a partner so there is another person in front of you yeah? and be mindful about the fact that there is another person in front of you and in that separation i i realized when coming to the us that there was a gap in talking about this this part of the interaction this part of the human interaction and i have worked personally my own dancing to understand and develop what are the things that i need in order to create a safe and comfortable dance environment for each each person that i'm dancing with and in that search something was created yeah, which was like i call it the connection technique yeah, which is like there is technical aspects behind creating a comfortable and safe physical connection and that's where the universe behind the hug the workshop that you mentioned Naomi, and you participated uh, came to be it is actually showcasing those 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 principles and i realized while learning how to dance and while teaching dancing and the more and more and more i realized that partner dancing is a beautiful magical way that we can put people together again communicating with each other in the most primal way possible which is through the body which is through body language and through touch in my researches here i learned about this phenomenon called touch starvation which is basically uh, people that long touching yeah, like long for physical connection with someone and by not having it it has a big impact in their emotional health and realizing that some let folks come to dance sometimes search for community and in search for this connection with with another human being and so i have this aspect pretty much alive in my mind while i'm teaching while i am conveying the art of partner dancing and so that's more or less a very Trying to summarize things a little bit more. <laughs> that's that's excellent, and it seems like now you know, with all the stuff that was going on and the social distancing, people were even more starved for connection and touch. So that's such a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, is Zook something that can help not only communities and individuals connect, but also perhaps couples to connect more deeply with each other? Oh yeah, I would say that any partner dance can help with that. Uh, at least, and I say the Brazilian ones. Yeah? And I say so much Brazilian ones. So in Brazilian, in Brazil, we have a couple of different partner dances. We have Brazilian Zouk, we have Samba Gafieira, we have Bolero, we have Forró, and we have Soltinho, and and all the variations of Forró. <laughs> it's a lot of them. And these, all of these, all of these dances uh, help uh, to connect with each other. 
entangle as well. Like I spent a long time investigating and dancing tango and dancing and going to Argentina for tango. And <laughs> I think it can help couples. And at the same time, at, at least in the first part, can make them fight a lot. <laughs> because like, no, you didn't leave me right. I was here. <laughs> like there's a lot of like, because of the intimacy, uh, sometimes they it can get it can get you know a little like spicy but then and then it it went once the movements sink into the body more oh my god that is magical you know like the learning the movements is the is the first tricky part and then when we go through that part and then it just goes it's it's beautiful that is beautiful I noticed too in in the Brazilian dance uh, events that I've attended that there seems to be less um, perhaps neuroses or stigma about people of a certain age dancing or different body shapes or whatever. Do you agree? And is is this perhaps because Brazil has maybe a healthier acceptance of all different shapes and forms than ages? Or what what do you think uh, contributes to that? Oh, it was a big cultural thing. Like my grandfather, he would tell me that he, when he was young, partner dancing was a thing that they would do, was a thing. So like he talks about the age of the big balls, of the big dances, man. Um, I can share more about this later, uh, but there is, there is a, like a heavy culture of partner dancing in Brazil. Beautiful. Thank you, Guy. And we're going to take a little break and we come back. We'll continue talking about that topic. Thank you. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with the daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the B. BBM Global Network. Dr. R.C. will share extraordinary resources and services that promote educational success as well as make a difference in the lives of all social workers as well as the lives of children, adolescents, and teens of today. She will have open discussions addressing many of the issues that we face about our youth and how being employed in the uniquely skilled profession of social work for over 18 years has taught invaluable lessons through her personal experiences. She will also provide real-life facts, examples, and personal stories that will confirm that why serving as a child advocate is extremely beneficial when addressing the needs of the whole child. Listen live to Dare to Soar, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network, and tune in radio as Dr. R.C. will provide thought-provoking information that will empower, encourage, and strengthen students, families, and communities across our nation. You can also visit her at soarwithkatie.com. 
We're back with Heart Speak with Naomi Marie, live from Bold Brave TV, and this is your host, Naomi. Guy, you were telling us about the inclusivity of the uh, Brazilian dance communities. Could you tell more yeah. about that? Yeah. So, uh, like I was telling before, my great my grandfather told me about the age of the big balls, man, where we had like these places, and he talked, he would take the train to go and blah blah. So Brazilian uh, partner dance in Brazil has been around for over two hundred years. So it's been a part of the Brazilian culture since the times Brazilian was still a Portuguese colony. Uh, so it had time to mature in a way that it is something more common to the people. Of course, there is still the stigma about men dancing, about um, you know what it means to learn how to dance in some in some parts of the country for sure. Yeah. Uh, however, in the in the in Brazil, when you go to a dance lesson in Brazil you see a wider a wider age range and when you go to the socials not only brazilian zook socials but the socials of others of other of the other rhythms then you see even wider age age range so it's a, it's really a, something that people do more uh in the in the school that i learned some of the people that were there they were dancing because their therapists recommended them to seek dancing as a way for them to find community, to find other people, to find friends. And so, so it is seen also as a therapeutic uh, uh, activity. And so, and so that, that aspect also, also helps uh, uh, to bring more people into uh, the dance world for sure. Mm. Yes, I, I find Zook, very therapeutic and healing just mm -hmm. to participate with such beautiful folks, beautiful educators like you. Um, another you. thing I, uh, thank you. <laughs> another thing I, I wanted to bring up, it's, it's interesting because Zook is so much about connection, especially the way you teach it. And I think that's what even more than sex people long for is that that connection uh with other mm -hmm. souls and stuff and and it's funny because i've observed that you know there was the famous lover casanova and he was famous for yeah. looking in a woman's eyes and and conversing with them without even looking away or or and he could just hold the moment and just uh, accept them in their entirety in that moment and just allowing them permission to to exist perfectly in that moment and i feel like that's actually you have that gift when you're dancing both energetically as as well as through your movements and and things like that and i i hope it's not impertinent to mention but i know many people have wanted to whisk you to to their beds and stuff after dancing <laughs> with you but how how do you what what do you have to say about that and and at the same uh -huh. time i notice you keep very clean energy hold space for a very clean and safe thing in a in a very sensual dance where people can confuse that perhaps with sexual or, or, you know, hookups yeah. or things like that. How do you manage to maintain that balance? Oh yeah. That's a very good question because any, I think any partner dance, it's sensual, it's a highly, it's a very sensual activity because of how much the senses are engaged. Now, in particular, the, the touch, 
the sight, né? the smell, and the hearing. These senses are actively engaged in a way that they normally don't are, uh, and connect and, and towards somebody else. <laughs> so the fact that you have that level of sens sensual engagement with another person, and because the fact that that's not common, uh, that's not part of the everyday life, he can totally confuse someone. <laughs> and I was confused many times before in my journey, and I had people confused towards me as well. And in, and in most of these occasions, uh, it, I was basically explaining to the person, I know that you felt something, I know that that felt sometimes overwhelming in a way in a in a in a, in a good way eh? in a way that we're so excited about that experience that you think is this something more eh? and several times uh, explaining to the person that we had that very special moment there because yes we were engaged we were present everything that was happening it was almost like the world disappeared it was just us and that is the dance, <laughs> and that is the experience of the dance, and it stays in the dance floor. Uh, I think that was something that that people, at least those who are not used to it, I was not used to it at all when I started dancing. So it was everything I was confused. But then over the course of time, we I got to understand, and then we I got I got nowadays to to explain people because I I tell the students sometimes, you might be held. And you might hold someone in a way that that person maybe was not held before, was not held before, ever, yeah? or in a long time. So that process is so beautiful, and it brings like a, I think it brings a a big responsibility, and also, uh, uh like, I think it's a it's like it's a blessing that we can feel that, that we can provide that, that we can receive that. And so I, I, I really wish more people could dance more. <laughs> so I think we could, we could experience, uh, we could have more people experiencing that kind of connection with another human being without any expectations attached. I think that's the beautiful thing that we get to connect in this primal way, in this very pure way, without expectations attached to it, without stories in our heads about it. Right. That's there's something extraordinary about that and sacred and, and very almost Zen that being able to have mm -hmm. and celebrate that dance together and let that be enough. Then that's beautiful. Yeah, it's a conversation. It's a, it's really like a conversation, like we are like we are having a dialogue. Yeah, we'll have the exchange of words and question and response. That's what partner dancing is, is this conversation. And in this in this process of conversation, one of the main things that we can do is to be attentive to what the other person is saying. Yeah? And maintain, like you're saying, that maintain that that focus in the person in front of us. So I think that's the most important aspect and that's what I try to do the most when I'm dancing is to keep the attention, is to keep the focus on the person that I'm dancing with without expectations, without wanting something more than what is being actually said. Uh, so I think that applies to conversations, but in a lot to partner dancing too. 
That's gorgeous. Um, we need to take a quick break. We'll be back with you in a little bit and find out more about what it's like uh, to be able to work with you. <laughs> what if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain, help an epilepsy patient during surgery, or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network at TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy sense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific pain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation author radio show host and coach john m hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective build confidence find clarity achieve goals john m hawkins new book Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares items that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back to Heart Speak with Naomi Hari, live from Bold Brave TV Network, and this is your host, Naomi. I know you do private lessons as well as workshops around the world. How can people work with you? And what is it like to have a private with you or go to your, one of your workshops? Yeah. Um, so can you repeat the first question? How, how can they? And yeah. How, how can people work with you? I know you do private lessons as well as group workshops. I don't know if you offer any other uh, services or classes or yeah well right now i mostly i mostly work with with group lessons yeah workshops and regular classes and private lessons too i i have i have done other work with nonviolent communication too which was uh, another training another kind of training that i received that has shaped and helped a lot everything that i do um and and i also facilitated meditation work uh, actually meditation work in some points, but right now I'm mostly and want to keep focusing more on group, group lessons and lessons for, for dance. Né? And these are the main, the main ways that people can, can find me and work with me. It can be in these workshops or group lessons or in these private lessons. Uh, and then in a private lesson, we, we work in the mostly I do private private lessons ninety nine point nine percent of the time is for people want you 
improve their skills in Brazilian Zouk in whatever way they want. Uh, one of the things that I ask people, the first question that I ask is if they have any particular goals with the, with the dance that they would like to achieve so I can see how can I help them. And some people just say, no, just watch me dance or dance with me and tell me what you think. Or some people have very particular goals. I want to teach eventually. I want to compete. Uh, I want to improve this particular section of dance. I want to get better at this particular thing. So it's very, it's very personal. Yeah? It's very much catered to the person I'm working with and the things that this person uh, wants to, to achieve for their own dance. In working with so many different people, is there one or two things that you've noticed that perhaps can help them take the next leap in their in their zoop practice? Yes, yes. There are particular common common things that happen in both the leader role and the follower role. Uh, I think the the two technical things that I noticed the most is about posture. Is the posture and eh? how people like stand up actually and their weight transfers uh, they're they're walking yeah there there is two areas that we, you can apply everywhere in your in your life and i it's very noticeable in the dance when you when you're able to work on the posture it has great impact in the overall experience of learning how to dance and also the the weight transfers too uh, in the in other aspects, in a more metaphysical aspect, let's say like that, the the main things that I notice on the follower role, and the thing that sometimes I ask for people is they uh, they can try less hard. Uh, I think that uh, sometimes people are trying too hard to achieve a certain looks, to achieve a certain feel of the dance that they think is the ideal, uh, and sometimes that doesn't work, at least not at that particular moment, doesn't work for their level of experience, for their bodies, for their range of motion, flexibility, for, for what's comfortable for them. So one thing that I try to do in practice mostly is to try to bring the dance to a, a comfortable place in their own body. So when they move and when they do the steps, they do it comfortably for themselves. And on the leader role, the thing that I noticed the most is the leader sometimes thinks that they need to lead every single thing, every single little thing of the dance. So they end up using more energy than they need. So for the leader role, I ask, I ask them to do less, <laughs> do less to achieve more. Yeah. Do nothing and doing a lot at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I, I noticed that you can really see dancers just when they're walking in the mall or whatever you're like oh that person's probably a dancer the way they carry themselves i think shows in every aspect of your life and and on an energetic level i, I think dance has been so helpful for me like learning how to follow and then i realized how much i just always was leading in my life you know and and now i get yeah. to really learn energetically how to follow as well yeah one thing that was really powerful for me is that when I was learning, in the first days that I was learning, there were two particular women in the school that they were in positions of power that were really relevant. So they were like, one was the director of the Brazilian bank 
and the other one was a very powerful lawyer. And they and they would tell us that they would go to dance to just to follow. They didn't want to think. They didn't want to do anything else. They wanted someone to take their bodies and take me places, guide me through the floor. And it was like their time to let go. So that was very impactful to me, like to to meet them and to see how they how the dance were incredible, incredibly powerful for them for that reason. Wow. That's such a, a powerful lesson for all of us, whether we're leads or follows or just in every area of our lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I have to follow when I when I dance as a follower, I need to switch something in my brain. I'm like, okay, it's a completely different completely different mindset. Now I'm following them, then I'm leading. So also that change what that the change that I need to do in my metaphysical realm in order to express it physically is so so fascinating to to feel and understand these differences. Do you feel like in some ways learning how to follow uh, equally as well as leading helps you learn how to be in the divine flow in some ways? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because yeah. as a follower, you use the techniques that you understand of the dance, but use it differently. You use it to, um, to you, are, you are being guided, man. So you are flowing within a container. Yeah, so that aspect of flowing within, finding freedom within the container, oh, it's really magical. Beautiful. Uh, we're going to take one last break, and when we come back, we're going to hear more about your world tour and the other things you have going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something happening, uh, like a flow inside, you know, it's just good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com. Call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, 
where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, hope, and support for caregivers is here on the Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. Welcome back to Heart Speak with Naomi Hari. I'm your host, Naomi, and we're live from Bold Brave TV Network. Guy, I know you have a lot of things going on. You're starting a world tour, and I hear that right now you're in Austin, Texas. One of my friends is in Austin, Texas, and very excited to be having a private with you. Uh, could you tell us yeah. what else is on your agenda? Yeah, so I'm in Austin, Texas, to do the leaders training, which is uh, one of the one of the trainings that I facilitate, yeah, and that is all about this things that we have been talking about 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 attention and being present. Uh, and I I have a couple of more works. Um, in, I'm going to Mexico next month for another event, and then I come back to the U.S. I have two more events, and then in January I. I'm going to start a world travel for the whole year where I'm going to visit all these places that I've never been, <laughs> that have been my dream to visit, and also work as well, teaching in some of these places to a completely different audience. So I'm going to be in Asia for the first time. I'm going to be in Australia, New Zealand for the first time. Uh, also a little bit of Europe, South America. So next year is going to be a year to discover new places, new people, and new dancers. Yeah. Learning and seeing how the dance is evolving and progressing in different countries. That sounds incredible. Which place are yeah. you most excited about visiting now? Oh, oof! I have I have Japan as Japan and New Zealand as sort of like top of the list. Uh, but I'm also really excited to, to know Bali as well. Mm. Bali and I think all the places I'm going, I'm really looking forward to, to see them. Japan, New Zealand have been a dream uh, for childhood reasons. Because yeah? <laughs> a lot of the, mm. I grew up watching anime and uh, like the classic anime from the 90s and the in late 80s. Uh, and New Zealand, a lot because of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm, like, ah. I'm a geek. I'm a geek at heart, you know. So these places, they they speak to this part of me that is still pretty much alive, but doesn't come out too many times. <laughs> wow, um, I I think Japan will be amazing too. My Asian American friends and I joke about how there's so many Asians uh, and Asian Americans in Zouk, and I think partly yes. at least for me, uh, growing up Japanese American, it was not a hugging culture growing up, and and I think it's 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 so yummy and and nourishing and and such a gift to be able to connect with others in that way. Yeah, wow. Japan is a very good samba theater community. Every year we'd have a group from Japan coming to mm. Rio to dance there during the summer. Nice. Yeah, we nice. do every year. Mm -hmm. Nice. And um, I wish we had gotten a chance to, to see you uh, 
dance today, um, but because of copyright issues and things like that, we couldn't. But I put a link to uh, one of uh, Guy's dances with his uh, partner, Kelly, his dance partner for that dance. And you can also subscribe to his YouTube channel. And can people also get a hold of you on Facebook, Guy? Yeah, they can get a hold of on Facebook and on Instagram. Instagram is where I keep it most, most active, posting videos more often. Okay. And both are Guy Prada. They can okay. look it up with his name and they will find it. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being interviewed today. You're an incredible Thank teacher you, and excited to have this conversation with you. Thank uh, you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. And thank you all you beautiful souls who are listening with us and enjoying this time together. Uh, future episodes, uh, next week we have, uh, not, not next week, next week we're off for Thanksgiving, but the week after we have Master Ming Hong Chu, uh, who uh, is a Qigong master. And then after that, I believe will be Rosemary, the Celtic lady. So thank you so much for being here, uh, signing off from HeartSpeak with Naomi Hari uh, and Bold Brave TV. This is your host, Naomi, saying from my heart to yours. This has been HeartSpeak with host Naomi Hori. Tune in each week as Naomi provides thought-provoking talk with such guests as Angel Chandler, a dance teacher, embodying a spiritual and philosophical foundation, an animal communicator, a medium, an astrologer, a spiritual warrior, and more right here, Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave TV Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.